Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today we have a very special episode. We will be joined with my teacher, Holly Hawkins Marwood. And what she's going to talk to us about today is demystifying the Akashic Records. There are so many people who hear about the Akashic Records but are unsure about what they are and even how to access them. Now, there's a lot of information out there available, but Holly gives us some very clear guidance around what it is, how we can go in, who can go in, and everything in between. Then on top of this, she's going to guide all of us into our own Akashic Records. So if you are curious about this and it's something that you want to learn how to do or have the experience of accessing your own records, be sure to join us in the Seeker Circle after the podcast. Holly is going to come into our group and guide us this Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 12 p.m. Eastern. So mark your calendars and enjoy the show. beautiful good morning gorgeous how good are you morning i'm doing well thank you okay holly so i first of all want to thank you so much for your generous offer of being here to help us demystify the akashic records but also for the um, offer you have for our community which we will talk about later so the akashic records um I would like to, you know, just share with everyone. Initially, I was introduced to this. I don't know how long have I known you now, maybe eight years ago, but it seems to be something that people are becoming more aware of. It's coming more on people's radar. And so a lot of people have questions about what the Akashic records are, if they can access it themselves, what's the point of these Akashic records? And I'm so thankful to have you here today because you are so full of information and wisdom around this topic. And I just want to point out again, Holly is my teacher. So I've learned so many invaluable lessons and tools through you and accessing the records. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, no, I'm very excited for you to be here because this is such an interesting topic, really. And I know you came on the podcast before, but I feel like we get to go a little deeper with you. And so I'm very excited about that. And I'm sure people will get a lot from this. So let's just start with, on a very basic level, what are the Akashic Records? So at the most basic level, it's the record of your soul and all of its journeys throughout all time. So it you began creating your Akashic record the moment your soul separated from source, and you're gonna keep creating this record until you're unified. So it's a big body of information, and you multiply that by all the human beings alive, and the ones who aren't embodied right now, but they still had Akashic records relative to their incarnations, and then you add in homes and businesses and things. It's a really vast, it's an infinite field basically of, of recorded experiences. Um, one of the ways that they're referred to is you know, re- recording every thought, word, and deed. So it's everything. And like one of the things I love to say um, 
And this is one of the things I like to demystify if I could just jump right in. Yes. You know, we often talk about like, oh, I want to go into my Akashic Records. And it sounds like the Akashic Records are over there. Like, I'm going to go down the street to Starbucks and get a cup of coffee. It's not where we are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So what's really fun about the Akashic Records that I like to demystify is guess what? We're creating our Akashic Records right now. Because there's this moment in time where Yolanda and Holly are chatting on the computer and sharing some information about the Akashic Records. This right now is getting recorded in our records. That's how come whether we look in ancestral things or past life thing, it's there. It was created because we were just living our lives. So when we talk about going into the records, it's not that we're out of them. We're never I'm so glad you point that out because I mean, and it's funny, I, I don't know that I've ever even thought of that in terms. Well, yeah, I think once you start having the experience of um, consciously being in, in and accessing the Akashic records, that starts to uh, become very clear. And I mean, it's a hard thing to even articulate, but again, we'll get to um, how people can do this. But I wanted to ask you then from the very start too, because some people will listen to this and wonder if they're able to, I mean, are there only certain people who can go on their Akashic records who can access the records? Um, Anyone who has an interest. So it's literally that simple. Um, And part of the reason we believe that we need to be special or psychic or intuitive or connected, oh, they channel so they can do it. Of course they can. and, And I can't because I don't do that. The reality is, at the simplest level, you have a soul. It's your birthright to be able to talk to your soul if you desire it. It's it's literally that simple. But when we look back in history, um, the it was the special people in our history, our religious leaders, our spiritual leaders. You know, the the Tibetan monks sitting up in the cave in the mountains. Those were the people at that time who accessed that field of knowledge. But we're in a changing time now. So things have exploded. Everyone knows that. There's a lot more information available. There's a lot more potential for us to discover on our own. So these methods, there are a lot more methods and ways to access the Akashic Records that's available to everyone. And this really burst onto the scene mostly in the 80s. So it's still really in its infancy for us as everyday secular human beings to actually be able to access our records. So it makes sense that people think I have to be special to do that. When you look back in history, it's a common belief, but it's not true anymore. If you have an interest, you can get into your records. The key is how because there's lots of ways to access the records. And the key is finding a way that feels good to you and repeatable to you. For me, the foundational place of how, and this reflects my personality, I guess, is I want a way that I can count on. I want a way that every time I want to go on my records, I know this can take me into that place. Um, I want to just say one other thing about what I was talking about before is that when we say, well, we're in our records now, it's like, well, why am I not receiving that information? Mm-hmm. Why? And we are. We It drip feeds in through our intuition and our synchronicities and our aha moments. But when what's also happening, though, is that 
we navigate our world through our 3D mind. Right. And what we're doing when we are intentionally going into the Akashic Records is transcending just the mind's information and getting into the bigger field of the soul's information. That's what we do when we go into the records. We're going into that space to get the soul level perspective that's always available to us, but we want to do it in a really consistent, repeatable way when we want. You know, I'm glad you say that because I, I would like to get into how and why people go into the records, but I just want to take a quick second to share with people who are listening, because I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast are, you know, Reiki practitioners, energy healers, you know, astrologers, tarot enthusiasts, all the different things. And so they may wonder how this may apply to them. And I just want to share a little thing at first about this for myself. I when I heard about the Akashic Records, I mean, as a lot of people do, you may have heard about um, Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Again, am I going to be able to go into my Akashic Records? And so I bought a book and I attempted to do it in my own space. And I, I had an experience, but it wasn't... Um, I had questions and things along the way and I had no one to ask and I had no guidance and support. So thankfully I found you. And um, after going through the process of really understanding how to go in and understanding the right questions to ask and understanding the purpose and the use, it really expanded. It seemed by default learning a lot about myself and the access that we have and this ability to tune in to our higher guidance and higher knowing which then even supported me a lot outside of my records, so to speak, you know? So it's, um, I don't know that, I know people think of it in a lot of ways as a tool and a thing we can access, but I just want to point out, it really has been something that has helped my personal growth in the work that I'm doing and understanding more about me and my path. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what one of the things I just love about the Akashic Records also, because, again, this kind of goes back to old information that I love to demystify, mm -hmm. is a lot of people think, well, we go into the Akashic Records to find out what our past lives are, or yes. that kind of a thing. And do we access past lives? Yeah, we do. Do we access ancestral histories? Yes, we do. Do we access our future potential? Potentials, yes, we can. All of that and more is available to us, but the key is not just gathering more information. Not like, I just want to go find out who I was in my last five lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Because I, I use this example a lot, but um, you know, what if I said your last five lifetimes you were a tinker, a tailor, a soldier, a sailor, and a spy? The reality is that's not <laughs> going to do anything for your life right now. Right. And that's why I love what you said, Yolanda, because this is a personal development tool for us to discover the light and the truth, the rightness of who we are, and reframe traumatic or dramatic experiences to, and it's not always healing our wounds. It, it also is what's really working and how do we make it even better. Right. Um, as you know, also, Yolanda, I use it as a tool in my business development. Mm-hmm. Because your business has a record, an Akashic record, as well as you. 
and you say, well, but I am my business and actually your business is more than you. It's not, it's just the same as if you birthed a child, that child is not you. The child has its own mission. And in the case of your business, it has its own mission. It's designed to work with you, but it has this incredible field of information. So there's so many ways we can use it. And I use it for me first and foremost, uh, just exactly as you said, as a personal development tool to heal the stuff, help me feel comfortable being me mm -hmm. in my life in all the ways so that I have the biggest impact in whatever way I want to make it. And that way it helps everyone else have the biggest impact because I'm sure you find the same thing with, with the people in your tribe here, Yolanda, is that people want to know, they, they have this sense of like, but I'm here for something meaningful. Right. And I can't quite figure out what it is. And it doesn't mean that everyone needs to be the next Oprah or Wayne Dyer or Gabby Bernstein or whomever it is. But we want to know that what we came here to do, we're doing it. We're being impactful. We're on track. And the Akashic Records is an amazing tool that allows us to really comfortably move from where we are to where we're going, not in some big, enormous step that's way too much or overwhelming. It just takes us step by step there. And every single time, it feels good. It feels right. You, and then you have a, a way to go in and keep going in and keep expanding your life. Well, there are three things that you said that stood out to me in this. And I want to make sure that I kind of like pick your brain a little more about it since we have you here, because these are the things that people tend to ask about a lot. And um, the first was the past life. And yeah, I mean, it is common that people want to know what they were and all of these things, but unless there's a reason or something from another time speaks to some impression or imprint that we have today, like really, what is the point? So I wonder if, because yes, past life things do come up and it's, it's been very interesting um, seeing those things, but the why was more important. So can you share with everyone maybe how that is actually of a benefit, not just going in just to see like, oh, was I a sailor, but how past life information does come through in a useful context for us when we go into the records? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, the way we go in the records is always with what's up for us right now, not to not to just go looky-loo in what our past lives are, but what's going on for you right now? Mm -hmm. And what do you want to release, understand, get past, or even make even better than it was before? If there is a past life influence from that time and place where you were, decisions you made, whatever it was, that is impacting you now, that past life will come up. Right. And what happens as we understand it, we understand the circumstances, we understand decisions we made about ourselves or the world around us. And usually, no, not usually, I'll say all the time, when we understand it, there was always a really good reason for it at the point of its origin. 
where it began, it was super yummy. We couldn't have done a better thing. It was so on point, if you will, at that time and place. And it was so good that we kind of hung on to it. Mm -hmm. We kept it with us because it was such a successful strategy, which we all do now, right? What do we do that like, oh, that worked. And so I'm going to keep doing more of that, right? But we did that many lifetimes ago and now times are different. So that thing we did that was so great back then may not serve us now. It may be an impediment to us even now. So as we go into the past life, when we understand where and when it began and why, that allows, in a sense, the energy to resolve itself back there. So we don't need to hang on to this thing that's irrelevant anymore. It's kind of like keeping your training wheels on the bike beyond when you need the training wheels on the bike. Right. Okay, you did that then. You don't need that anymore. In fact, if you try to ride your bike with your training wheels when you don't need it, it hampers your ability to ride your bike. So it's that same kind of thing. So as we look at the past lives or ancestral issues, we saw see where and when it began, and it was always a good reason. The light was always there. The at the level of motive, it was always amazing. Right. And that resolves the energy for us now. And that's the beautiful thing, I think, of that um, examples that I had for myself, but even in your classes, I remember things that people shared and what came up, um, even some of your stories and Paul's stories around, you know, this. I think one of the uh, most beautiful aspects of it is that it helps us to understand certain patterns and behaviors that we have now or things that we like to call blocks or stuckness or um, even beliefs that we have around ourselves. But when we have more understanding, it also takes away so many layers of judgment because we have so much judgment around things that we struggle with or things that we feel, you know, we haven't been able to figure out. And, and once we go into the records and understand that point of origin and have understanding around the motivation at some time, it's amazing how like this gentleness <laughs> kind of comes in and and lets you see like, yeah, there's nothing to judge yourself about. This is the reason and this is how you can grow through it. So another thing you said that I don't want to skip over is um, you mentioned that you go on your records for your business, but I wanted to point out so people know we can also look at the records of our homes and environments, but that can be such a useful thing too because a lot of people in this realm um focus a lot of attention on space clearing you know like wanting to know like is my space okay i sense things in my home or you know we just Mm -hmm. you know some people want to sage or do different things but you talk about the level of understanding and even the information you can get from your home and other environments that can support the energy of these spaces yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love all these other things. Mm-hmm. You know, again, demystifying it. So many people think that Akashic Records is just about our personal journey. But, you know, we all know this. Everything's energy, right? Right. So our homes are our energy as well. So when we open up the Akashic Record of our home, we have an opportunity to understand its energy because from the point of view of it wants to support you. Mm-hmm. You're in partnership with your home. So one of the classic examples I like to talk about is a lot of times people have in their home a particular room or area that no matter what they do, it isn't quite feeling right. 
And, and I mean, I hear from people like, I don't know if I've got extra energies, you know, that I don't need in my space or what can I do? You can go in and talk to your home about it because your home most likely has a history as well. It may be residual energy from other people being in your space. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also been in homes records where it was still at the effect of things that happened on the land before people were there, particularly there's a lot of, you know, indigenous energies that can be yes. in the area. Paul and I, the house that we lived in in San Diego area, Yolanda, that you were at, we had a Native American elder who was in our house all the time. And he was friendly, but a little, it was a little disconcerting. And so, you know, th- th- all this has impact. By the way, he never left. But I did get a chance to understand that the house was okay with him being there and he wasn't going to leave because it's like you're on my land. Right. He didn't do any harm. But th- going into the records of the home allows us to understand the home and support it and so that it can support you well and create a really good environment. Paul and I, before we bought our current house, we went into the Akashic records of the house because it was on the open market and um, found out, um, and we've, we've had some 3D information since then also, but the house was just craving being cared about and loved. Right. And it had a little, it had some trauma happen in it before we moved into it, the previous two owners. So the house wants to support us, but it want, these houses want to be seen and nurtured and taken care of. So when we start working in concert with that, the energy in our home feels really good as well and supportive. And the same is true of your office as well, especially whether it's your home office or whether it's your office in another location. If it's your office, you can work in the Akashic Records of that as well. It's so amazing. And I think that's too, like one of the things I love so much about it. Um, But I do want to point out too, that is fun and interesting. All of this can be, I I like that learning from you and um, accessing the record. Do do you do get to see how you are connected to everything, like every aspect of your life, like a different level of understanding that. But um, another thing that you mentioned, and I do want to point this out too, because it's a big one, is purpose. Because one of the things, just like you say, I mean, we all want to make sure that we are tuned into our purpose and why we're here and all of these things. And it's so interesting the way so much understanding around ourselves open up in the records, but how I think a lot of times we don't tend to realize how our self-healing is part of our purpose and our self-healing is part of what opens us up to clarifying our path and what it is we want to do. So, yeah. So have you, or, or is there anything that you can share about that? Even your own experience around how the Akashic records have helped people to open up and deepen understanding around the idea of even what we call purpose. Yeah, you know, it's a big topic. We could talk for days about the idea of purpose, but one of the things that I've experienced a lot, particularly in my practice, is, you know, it makes sense that people want to know their purpose. The people who want to know their purpose are people who are really in an awakening phase as far as 
I'm concerned. And we're waking up and we're feeling that bigger potential that we are. But one of the things that's been kind of a, a mystery, and I, I kind of call it a perpetration that's put into our little <laughs> collective consciousness, is um, that our purpose has to do with how we earn our money. Right. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. Because what my experience is that many of us who are awakening, and we might be nearing the end of our incarnational cycle here on planet Earth. And so a lot of our purposes and, and learnings are bigger than our job. Yes. For example, um, I mean, this comes up in people's records all the time when I do readings for them now. Recently, a client, they asked about their purpose, and it had nothing to do with their job. It was unconditional self-love was their biggest purpose right now. Mm -hmm. So that, it does not matter where your money comes. You could right. be working at the 7-Eleven. You could have a metaphysical practice. You could be selling smoothies. It doesn't matter. You can discover unconditional love wherever you are. And what I love, sometimes people don't like that because they want their, their work to be their purpose. But you may have transcended your work needing to be your purpose and your purpose is sitting in a beggar field. And then what it means is you can just go to work and let your job off the hook. Because so many people decide I'm not satisfied with my work. I'm off purpose. Another thing that comes up often is actually that day-to-day -day job you have provides you that base level of 3D support, keeping you not stuck in your first chakra on survival. And it provides you the ability to go out and study and buy books and take classes and have sessions. It provides you freedom to explore. So there's another way of being grateful for the job and it just becomes a job because you realize your purpose is outside of your job and and i think that's really important for people to get that sometimes our purpose is so big that it transcends our worldly stuff but it also frees us up to just be worldly like i'm just gonna go to work and i'm gonna get my paycheck and I'm going to let my job off the hook for being my ultimate place of satisfaction because actually my satisfaction comes from all the other things I'm doing. Right. And I love that you said that because it makes me think about the impact. I think a lot of times until we give ourselves the experience of it, a lot of people don't realize the impact of what happens in every area of your life when you just tune into certain things like healing and forgiving and loving and understanding just you. Right. Like that's a beautiful purpose to have because it, I mean, it, it bleeds into all of these other areas of how we experience work and career, how we experience relationships, how we experience everything. So I think that too, if people understand the impact, um, you know, there's, it's very purposeful too work on yourself, you know, I mean, that in itself is, it's amazing. Yeah. And without getting too heady into it also, and we know this, but we kind of don't want to always fall into this is that we're the center point of everything in our life. Right. Right. Wherever we go, there we are. 
whether it were at our job or with our family or the guy that just cut me off at the road, we're there in the middle of all of it. Mm-hmm. And we're responding to all of it. The only way we can respond is based on our vibration. Right. So we don't need to wait anymore for all those other people to get their act together. And if we ju- and literally, like, it's such a spiritual cliche, but if you just handle your stuff and understand that you're amazing, the light is there and it always has been there with you, that your soul has brought you all the good and challenging experiences not to punish you, but because they're your pathway to discover your light, your transcendence, your perseverance, your courage, your tenacity, your love, all these things. And when the experiences are still, they still happened. We're never going to change it. They happened. But we can reframe the emotional and belief system that we move forward with that's holding us back. Look at the exact same thing from the Akashic perspective. And we begin to deconstruct the mythology we've created about ourselves and really live into the fact that, you know what? We're all kick-ass. Yes. I said the A word, but you know, we're all amazing. The light's there with us and us shining our light allows all the world to reorganize around us. We don't need to wait for the world to organize first and then we get to feel okay. Let me tell you something. I can't stop smiling. And I just want to point out for people who are listening to the podcast, um, you have no idea, like my face is hurting But uh, people in the speaker (laughs) circle, yeah. So the video of this conversation is actually going to be in the speaker circle so people can see um, Holly and I. But I couldn't stop smiling the entire time you were just talking because it just was like, oh, my goodness, yes, this is – I mean, I know always when I – you know, have an opportunity to exchange with you. It's always just amazing and delicious. But just listening to everything that you just shared right now was just like, yes, this is exactly what, you know, we all need to hear. So I just have to thank you again, you know, for being here and sharing with us in this way. Um, I want to, can I add one thing that I feel like is really important with this also is there's a lot of instability and insecurity that we're seeing going on in the world right now. Yes. And we can see it in a lot of different ways and a lot of different places. And everyone who's listening or watching is going to automatically think of something that's going on in the world. You know, whether it's the kids trapped in the cave, mm-hmm. um, not sure where that I was teaching all weekend, so I'm not sure where that ended up right now or political things, or what's happening at borders. There's a lot that can destabilize us right now and make us afraid and get angry and activated. And the problem is 99.9% of us feel completely impotent to do anything about any of that stuff. And that's what really destabilizes us. So if we can keep leaning into our place and discover our truth and our transcendence, our awareness of ourselves, and the fact that the light is always there, and even through, when we look at past lives, we've had past lives that weren't so pretty. But guess what? We're still here. Mm -hmm. We came back. 
there's nothing, no matter how good, bad, or indifferent it was in other lifetimes, the transcendence of your soul and your light is proof, proven because you are here now. And as we get that faith in ourselves, and then we can hold that faith that like, wow, this is really destabilizing. I'm very uncomfortable. Yet there's going to be a place in time we're going to look back on this and see what was breaking through and opening up because of this. So we don't need to feel like chicken little and the sky is falling. We can just hold steady in our light and, and help. And that helps the collective. Us being healed and hold is such, healed and whole is such an enormous contribution to the collective. If we all stuck to that mm -hmm. and just took care of ourselves, that's how the world changes, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's another thing too. And I mean, culturally and in so many ways, we haven't been taught about even the impact that we have on each other. So I think a lot of times people hear, Oh, work on yourself, hold your light, focus on you. And they think it's very selfish, but not understanding the impact that their frequency and their level of understanding is influencing the collective anyway. So it's like, of course you would want to um, see and function and be in your highest knowing and let that be part of your contribution rather than your fear and feeding into the upset that's going on so like literally becoming the change you know like that saying we always hear like become the change you want to see in the world like yeah like take that seriously and i think that this type of work and again like going on our records doing energy work all of these things it's it transforms us into that understanding of all of that where it goes beyond concept we really start to get it and yes. it doesn't sound like you know some woo woo stuff like you really i mean you start to understand it in ways it's even hard to articulate such so beautiful messages oh i'm so excited for this to be shared with everyone today so with the akashic records um i wanted to ask you too about how we access them how we go in because there are a lot of beliefs that, you know, some people, like I thought at the beginning, like, do I have to be psychic to do this? Do I have to, you know, have some particular understanding to do it? And interestingly, I did a um, Facebook Live in the Secret Circle yesterday. And just for those of you listening, we'll talk about it later. But Holly is coming into the Secret Circle to um, guide us into our Akashic Records, which thank you again for that. But someone asked if they needed an attunement to go into their Akashic Records. So if you can demystify about accessing the Akashic Records and share some more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there are lots of ways to access the Akashic Records. I've had a lot of students in my class who, when we first go in, they say, wait a minute, I, I know this place. It's familiar. I've been here before. Mm -hmm. So have you been there before? Of course you have, because it's your sacred space of your soul. Now, there are ways people accidentally get in there. And I say accidentally because they weren't intending to be there, but they got to this really cool place. Meditation, massages, mm -hmm. hypnotherapy. I, I've had people say in Reiki sessions, they pop into their Akashic records. It goes 
um, just daydreaming or night dreaming. There are all kinds of ways that people unintentionally get in there. Mm -hmm. So it could be a place that's very familiar to you already. But what started happening in the 80s was the beginning of something called a sacred prayer tradition where a lot of prayers started being delivered to different people. Um, and so there are tons of prayers out there, by the way. There's not just one. I do use um, one of these sacred prayers is what they're referred to. And um, what the prayers do is make it conscious and intentional, repeatable. And from my perspective, I can count on it. Yes. It's not like, I don't know, am I in the right space to do this today? And, you know, am I too stressed out or I'm too tired? I know that if I read this prayer correctly, I know with a thousand percent security, sorry, thousand percent clarity. Lost my word bank there for a second. I was distracting myself with another thought. Um, that if I read the prayer correctly, I know I'm in there. I, I mean, when I first learned, I wouldn't have said it as strongly. I've done more thousands of readings either for myself or other people than I can even imagine. I know that this works. And the reason I like it is because what it's doing is it's a bridge I can count on. So if you think about walking over a bridge, you want to walk over a bridge that's really solid maybe not a suspension bridge or one that has pieces falling off of it and you don't know if you're going to get across the bridge, right? Nice. So this is a really solid bridge that creates a very safe, secure environment that when you read it, you, you are guaranteed to be in the space of your records. Once you're there, you need to learn how to navigate and practice is the way you learn to navigate in there. But, but you know that you're in there and you can count on it in that regard. There are different people out there doing all different kinds of things. So there could be somebody out there with a methodology that requires an attunement. Um, there, there are literally tons of different ways to do this. Uh, the way I teach and the way I use myself is a prayer. And anyone can do the prayer. As long as you can read, you can do the prayer. It's right. super simple, very easy to read. Uh, again, you don't need to be psychic. You don't need to be intuitive. Everyone is already, but you don't need to trust your intuition. You don't need to trust your psychic ability. And I'm going to tell you this. If you're somebody who wants to develop more psychic ability, wants to develop more intuitive capacity, guess what? It's literally a side effect of working in the Akashic Records. Can I just share with this? Because this is something when people ask me about the Akashic Records, it was an unexpected side effect, as you would say, for me. So when I back when I was even um, started hearing about it and curious about it, before I took the class, at that time, I wanted to develop my intuition and learn to trust myself more. But you know, going into the class, I understood that that wasn't a necessary thing. So it was never uh, an intention for me that I was going to develop psychically through accessing my records. I just wanted the experience of whatever that was going to be. And, you know, so as part of your classes, of course, um, afterwards, I went in my records every day for a period of time. And I, I want to point out as well, too, the more you go in, it was like the more 
comfortable I got with the receptivity and the more information started to flow through and you know, see, I got very familiar in that space. I started to like acclimate to being in that, that energetic field. And then I walked away for a while where I didn't practice for a bit and who knows why it was years ago. And then I returned back to the Akashic records and I decided to go in. I committed to myself. I'm going to go in every single day. So I did this for a couple of months and before I knew it, it was like, I mean, downloads. And I know I shared with you back then, I mean, downloads of information would come through. And even when I was outside of my records, it was like I was becoming more aware of that intuitive accessibility and understanding. And it's almost like I had trained myself to understand what it felt like to be in a, in a different space of awareness. and the one of the best things the akashic records helped me to learn was how to get out of the way because when i would go on my records i really had the practice of moving out of the way like not letting my analytical mind interrupt the flow and stream of consciousness that was coming through and that was or is such a gift and benefit to how i use you know, or practice my intuitive work now. And it, it just, I mean, it was amazing. So yeah, I always tell people the Akashic records are learning how to go in my Akashic records, but more importantly, understanding how to use them or, you know, how to ask the right questions and all of these things was a huge benefit to my overall practice. Yeah, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, and I remember when you were doing, you know, that really focused time and all the sharing we did back mm -hmm. and forth around that. And it's, uh, the truth is exactly what you're saying. Your example is what I say all the time. Because we have this sense of like, well, I'm in there. Why isn't like an avalanche of information coming in there? The first thing we're doing is learning to trust the space. Yeah. Because the truth is, while we, believe and we want to be in there we want to do the work i can't guarantee this but i believe that many of us have never consciously intentionally worked at that level in that dimension ever before we also if you look back in our yummy history we've had a lot of experiences where we were told we were less than not capable not worthy we could go on and on about our history that's how we were learning then so but we have that in our collective awareness in our cellular you know energetic history so we're also deconstructing some of that it's like oh no wait i can do this now it's okay so that's where that word that some of us love some of us hate is practice comes in but the way i like to say it instead of practice is consistency mm -hmm. The more, more consistent you are, the more you're going to get to know the space. It, you're developing a new relationship, just like if you just met a new friend, you don't immediately dive into the level of relationship you've had over years and years of time and experiences and hanging out and staying up all night or whatever it might be. It takes time to get there. And you say, oh, we just went out for coffee. That was nice. Let's do it again. And that's, it's this consistent 
interaction with your in your akashic records uh creates the change and i'm going to say this every single time you go into your records whether your mind feels satisfied or not and i i really want to separate that out you have energetically shifted just because you're in there your mind may be satisfied it may not be satisfied in that moment but you literally can't go in there without affecting a change in your energetic field mm -hmm. so one of the ways intuition pops in which i love this is the first time i've actually said it this way when yolanda's talking about her intuition was popping open it when we've changed our energy field we all know this our mind is a slower denser receptor that helps us navigate 3d right oh i'm gonna drive this way oh there's always the stoplight you know like the mind is beautiful for 3d awareness and daily living so if if our energy fields change it may take a little while for it to work its way down to the level of our mind and getting those aha moments that's why they might happen when we're not in the records we could be driving down the road we could be folding laundry making dinner doing kind of taking a shower and then suddenly we say oh my gosh i had this huge download i'm so intuitive now look at my intuition what it is is the side effect of the the change that will happen every time you go in there and but there was in a sense a little bit of a delay between your energy changing and your mind perceiving it right that's, that's really what intuition is when your mind finally gets all the work you've been doing yes yes no i'm so glad you point that out because in it is one of those things too where i think a lot of times people give up in their attempts because it's not you know they don't see an immediate result but also that it doesn't look like what they thought it was going to look like and it's like come on we don't even know if you uh, that's one of the things i've learned in all of this work too when we stop clinging to our idea of what we think things are supposed to be like or what we think we're supposed to experience when we just have that space of openness and allowance and kind of almost not caring to some degree you know just like whatever we'll see what this experience is going to be that's when we have the most amazing um shifts and you know allowing ourselves to truly learn and understand absolutely and one of the things i talk about a lot is we want something that we don't already know right so it, and this goes back to what you were saying about getting out of your way. It's stepping beyond what conclusions am I making? Where are the places that I think it needs to look like this or show up like that or feel like this or my friend does it this way and it, it's going to be so unique to you and getting out of the idea of conclusions, which as you said is getting out of your way because what we're craving is something beyond what we already know. That's where change happens because we have something new come in. Change doesn't happen because we're doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, what what is that? Apparently it's not Einstein's quote, but it's attributed to him is that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. 
I looked that up on Google one day and it's attributed to him. Apparently he never said it. <laughs> but anyway, regardless of what it is, who said it, the truth is how many of us are doing the same thing over and over and over again. And we're mystified that we're not changing. It's because we already know that energetic pattern. So when we're going into the records, what we're looking for is something outside of what our mind and our 3D experience already has been to take us to that level of growth where we discover something that we didn't know ever before. And then we can move in that direction. That's when we, the bells and whistles go off and we have the huge aha moments. Like, and it can be very subtle and it can be subtle can be incredibly significant too. Sometimes it's the, you know, it's like a 10 degree turn is all we need to do in our perception, our awareness, whatever it is. It doesn't always need to be 180 degrees in the opposite direction for us to feel good and comfortable and right about ourselves. Well, I like that you say that. I mean, even that word, I mean, pointing out the subtleties, because I think before we, again, give ourselves these experiences and finally start to really see and understand what's going on for us, we expect everything to be like this big, you know, like fireworks going off in order for us to think something has happened. And really the beauty in this is the subtlety and you start to tune into those things and the things that we may classify as small end up being the most significant things in our process. So, yeah. So I know we've been, you know, it's almost an hour and I, I don't want to take your whole entire day. So I do want to make sure to share this with people because again, you know, thank you so much for agreeing to come into the seeker circle to, guide us into our own records. So for everyone listening, if you would like to see what this is all about, what we've been talking about, Holly is going to come to the Seeker Circle and guide us into our own records. We're going to have a beautiful guided experience this Sunday at um, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 10 a.m. So, is it 10 a.m.? I thought it was 10 Okay, so it's 10 a.m. We'll go into the secret circle. There's an invitation there. <laughs> it's either 9 or 10 um, uh, this Sunday in the morning. But on top of that, because both of us know that not only going into the records, a big component of this is understanding the how, like the questions to ask and how to open ourselves up to allowing more insight and information to come through. Holly has also generously offered to create something, an online experience for everyone in this community. So perhaps like a four-module um, class and um, even if, you know, you can't come live, it'll be recorded so you can access it and really get into the meat of what this is about. So can you share um, how this even came up? Because this was very interesting. <laughs> Yeah. This is such an interesting story of why we're even here today. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I checked my calendar. It, I think you are right. It is, I think it might be nine. We just went, bounced back and forth. Yeah. So 10 stuck in my head. So forgive me for the confusion. I think it's nine. Um, yeah. So what the funny story about this is I was doing my own work in the Akashic Records uh, sometime in the last few weeks 
was not focused on Yolanda at all. Sorry, Yolanda, I love you, but I wasn't thinking about you at the time. And suddenly in come my master's teachers and loved ones, and we'll talk about who they are when I come into the seeker circle, but they're basically the guides, our spirit team in specific to the Akashic Records. But they come in and they say, you need, you need to reach out to Yolanda and do something specially for her group. And I said, okay, <laughs> what do you want me to do? And they said, you need to create something that's going to be meaningful for their group because there are too many people there waiting. So reach out to Yolanda, which I did. Mm -hmm. So that was something that actually came out of my work in the records, but I wasn't even asking at the time. It just came in. So I, you know, I agreed and it felt like a great idea. It felt like fun. I adore Yolanda, love working with her. You know, she's my soul sister from back in the Egyptian days, right? Yes. <laughs> We've been together a lot, doing a lot of cool stuff over millennia, I guess you would say. So, you know, there, there wasn't any resistance on my part. But the key is to, to again, my, my thing about demystifying the Akashic Records is because too many people are intimidated by it, but drawn to it at the same time. Yes. It's such an incredible resource. So, again... Yolanda, of course, you know, said, oh, yeah, let's do that thing. So we will be on the Seeker Circle. And when Yolanda's saying you're going to have a guided experience, I'm going to show you how to open your records so that we'll do it together and I'll be guiding you. But you're going to be doing it in your own records. It will be a taste of your records on that day. Now, we're not going to go in and ask big tough questions that day because the idea is just like if you're just invited to somebody's house newly for the first time you just settle in gently to the space and that's what we're going to do for you to just even get a sense of it the group experience is really powerful i feel any group experience really up levels all of our experiences even if we're in all different places around the world we're still held in the energy of a group that it has nothing to do with our space in terms of distance around and it gives us that buoyancy which is what i love to really tap into that and then um the guidance for me was and and yolanda will be putting this out to the group of what are some things that you would like to learn about and know and based on what most people are really desiring, I'm going to craft a four-week program just for people in Yolanda's group to help you see that what an incredible tool this can be for your personal development, for your practice if you have one, to support the people around you if you want. It's just this incomparable resource from the place of our soul, which is the truth of who we are. And when we start doing that and looking for the right, of us and looking for our light and starting to trust that our light is there even though we've had challenging experiences our light grows our light grows not because we're looking for blocks but because we look for the light which is what we do when we're in the records yes and i have to say on the other side of that and you know my world what was going on prior to holly reaching out and asking or telling me this sharing with me what came up in her records I have had so many people recently ask me about the Akashic Records. What are they? Am I familiar with them? Do I have any resource for them? 
And I always tell people about you, about Holly, because she's an amazing teacher. And I, I, you know, again, I've learned so much from her, but I always say, yeah, well, I'm sorry, but she doesn't teach anything online in terms of the Akashic Record. So the fact that you reached out and the timing that you did, I mean, it couldn't have been a better time because I've also been very um, focused on sharing more with people and sharing more information with people about all of the tools and information that have been so impactful in my own practice, in my own journey. And, you know, people will ask like, well, how did you do it? What did you do? What do you practice? Well, here it is. It's all being shared and offered to you. So again, I'm so thankful and of course, perfect timing that you would even have this um, come through for you. So anyone who wants to join us for this journey in the secret circle, just go to, you can go to my website and receive the link to the secret circle if you're not there already, but be sure to um, mark your calendar for Sunday, this Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. And if you can't attend that live, it'll be recorded. So you can have access to it right there in the secret circle. Um, and then, of course, you know, please share what you would be interested in learning or accessing or what comes up for you around the Akashic Records so that Holly can, you know, craft this beautiful offering for us, which will be available online. And can you just let everyone know, too, how to get in touch with you? How can they learn more about your work and what you do? How can people find you? Sure. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Um, our website is soul, S-O-U-L, and then with a little hyphen, genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S.com, soul-genesis.com. That little dash makes a difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somebody else has a similar website without the dash in it. Um, and so there's that. On Facebook, um, we have Soul Genesis as a business page on Facebook. I'm Holly Hawkins Marwood on Facebook. And um, I do readings. I do teach classes. I'll be up in Canada in September, down in Southern California, either later this year or in the beginning of um, 2018. The date just hasn't been settled yet. And I also teach up in Northern California where we live. Yeah. In a beautiful place that you want to visit because <laughs> it's so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would point out too, I mean, it's, you know, go look at her site because she teaches and she has other offerings as well. And I mean, again, I've learned so many beautiful things and practices um, through the work that you've shared over the years. So I do want to thank you so much for coming to dis demystify so many things about the Akashic Records today. And thank you again in advance for offering to come and guide us into this journey this Sunday in the Secret Circle. And yeah, I mean, I look forward to what comes out and the beautiful offering that will be crafted around all of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see also, and just to share with everyone, as soon as I collect ideas, the creation of it will happen in my Akashic Records. Um, it's just such a tool I use all the time. So, Well, look. now you see, I was going to go, but I have to ask you about that too, just to point out, because there are a lot of people who listen, who are practitioners and teachers and share these things. Um, 
and I can't glaze over what you just shared. I mean, that's a beautiful resource for this too. I mean, going, being, having the ability to go into the records and receive information around different projects and things that we work on. I mean, um, for people, yeah, like right now I'm teaching an online class, Fabric of Creation, and the people in the class know like a lot of the content of this class is what has come through from channeling and, you know, receiving downloads of information, which as I shared earlier, was a byproduct <laughs> of me opening up more to the way I receive information that really helped me through the practice of going into my records. So yeah, it's phenomenal. Well, it's an, if the Akashic Records is an incredible resource for creation, whatever it is. Yes. Creation of writing a book, art, music, anything, anything that you can talk about, think about that you're creating, it's your business because you're creating your business also. And I, ta- I know I talked about the business, but I mean, it is this incredible dimension. And what you're creating is for your soul level alignment to be included in your creation so it's not just an idea and somebody else's idea okay I'm going to have to go with it you can gather the ideas in your Akashic Records you can develop them in your Akashic Records and it's it's incredible because it's so aligned to you and what you're here to do yeah I'm so glad that happened to come up even though it's you know towards the end but again just helping people to understand the depth of this and what an amazing resource it is for us. So Holly, I have to thank you again so much for coming on today, for sharing with all of us. And if you want to interact with Holly, we'll see you Sunday in the Seeker Circle. Yeah, I hope, I hope we have a whole lot of people there because it's just so exciting to yeah. have all, as many of us connect to that potential of who we are. Yeah, and again, like amplifying with that group energy that you were talking about. Exactly. So, yeah, thank you everyone for being with us and thank you so much again to Holly. Thank you, Yolanda, for the opportunity. It's been Absolutely. great to see you again. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Today's show has ended, but there are more tools available. Learn how to access your free gifts and work with Yolanda personally by going to yuchi.com. The link is provided for your convenience in the show description. And if you find value in the podcast, remember to share your love by leaving a review on iTunes. We'll see you next time. Remember to always journey in love. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. A 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.